Diplomatic relations between South Africa and Mexico were established on the 27th of October 1993 and the South African Embassy in Mexico was opened on 10 January 1994. Bilateral relations between South Africa and Mexico are good and the two countries work closely together in multilateral fora on issues such as the South-South cooperation and nuclear disarmament. Today I am very honored to be joined in studio to talk about about these relations which are marking 30th anniversary this year and other issues relating to how we relate to each other. I'm joined in studio by the ambassador of Mexico to South Africa, Her Excellency Sarah Valdez Bolano. Good morning. Welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning, Thelma. Thank you so much for having me and hosting me and the Embassy of Mexico at, at your wonderful program. You seem to have gone a very long way in the, uh, in the, in the field of uh, diplomacy. And I'm very much interested in understanding how it all started because you have a, a vast experience of working in this industry. Tell me about your early years as a young diplomat. Oh, well, th thank you. That's <laughs> uh, I started my career many years ago, as I say, uh, it was in the last century. Uh, and I was n not necessarily passionate about international relations. Huh? My passion in my youth was history, as a matter of fact. So uh, by it was almost by chance that uh, uh, the first uh, call uh, for young uh, graduates to, uh, to participate in the examinations to enter the, the, the foreign service, um, I said, well, I will challenge myself and I will, I will try. Uh, and this first call was very sing particular because until then uh, there was only uh, certain types of uh, skills and certain types of diplomas that were uh, authorized mm. uh, in the Mexican Foreign Service and that was of course international relations, international law, um, economy and I came from a from a from a history background and uh, for the first time any kind of uh, uh, of uh, of academic background was accepted and that's how I started a very a very long and uh, as I always say beautiful challenging complicated full of um, of of beautiful uh, experiences and also uh, less beautiful ones, of, of course, but uh, in all a, 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 a wonderful uh, career and life as a diplomat. Mm. <laughs> Interesting indeed. And the journey began. How has it been? Can you share some highlights of your uh, diplomatic career? Um, I have uh, worked a lot in 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 regional uh, in in regional or intra-regional interregional relations mm. um one of the most uh 
uh, interesting and inspiring experiences for me uh, was working within the Latin American and Caribbean group within the relation of, of GRULAC with the European Union. Mm. Uh, it, it was a very, very interesting and enriching uh, experience for me. And I, I, I definitely think I learned a lot. And then after uh, being um, uh, accredited to the EU in Brussels, I was so fortunate to be um, designated in our system. It is a DG. Uh, 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 I was designated DG for Africa and the Middle East. Mm, mm. And uh, there again, I discovered a, 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 a wonderful universe both of individual countries and of regional organizations. And I must say this, that's when I discovered the, the richness of the African regional uh, mechanisms, the AU, of course, but also the sub-regional uh, mechanisms that have done so, so much for, for this continent and uh, that are so useful instruments um for uh, uh african uh, regional groups to uh come together have a common uh position and a, sh a, a, a and a common discussion on sub regional issues that of course are uh, even when it you have um, a, an issue in one particular country. Mm. It is uh, it is always always uh, normal that it will have a fallout throughout the subregion. So um, that's uh, when uh, I I always say my love story with Africa began. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. You know, every career comes with its own challenges. And I do believe that uh, uh, international relations or, or diplomacy is no different. What would you um, say were the challenges, especially as a young woman in the field of diplomacy? Oh, Yes, well, that that's that's an interesting question for for my generation of diplomats, and I am so happy that uh, um, this situation has, however, uh, changed quite a bit since then. Um, it was difficult to become to, to become a diplomat if you uh, were a woman, mm. and especially difficult if you were a woman with a family. Uh, in those days, um, it was easier for a single woman to, to go into diplomacy. Mm. Uh, but as, uh, as the, 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 the faces of, of life went along, um, uh, the career became much more challenging. If you were a woman, if you were married, if you had a partner, or if you had children, then mm. uh, so uh, uh, as uh, a woman's career went along, she was confronted to challenges that uh, that our male uh, colleagues 
didn't necessarily um, have to face. Mm. Um, uh, in those days, they, you you would have you you almost entered the career knowing that you might arrive up until a certain stage, like a, a, a embassy counselor, but it would it 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 was more challenging after after a, a certain stage and a certain level in what is our Mexican Foreign Service um, a, a career uh, scheme. You, you have already highlighted that your love relationship with Africa started a, way, uh, uh, a long way ago. And I understand that you have been posted in other countries uh, like uh, France, like Belgium, You've been in Ireland, and now you are in South Africa. How does it, it, it compare? How does being in South Africa compare with your previous experience of posting? Uh, well, one of the things I, 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 wa I, I always like mentioning is that uh, for me, s since day one, uh, I felt at home in South Africa. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. I, 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 I've also been posted in Asia, in Southeast Asia, beautiful region. But um, South Africa sa has something very special for me. And it is this uh, similarity or this balance that uh, makes me feel so much like at home. Mm. Uh, we are so similar. We're so diverse. We speak many languages. Uh, we have different cultures, different backgrounds. Um, we have also very similar challenges, mm. uh, South Africa and Mexico. We share very similar challenges, too, in terms of building uh, 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 solid, cohesive uh, societies. Uh, we have even weather challenges. I mean, even our weather is so similar. So uh, it, it, the uh, unique uh, uh, thing in my personal experience of South Africa is that I immediately felt uh, as if uh, at home, mm. at home with the people and mm. uh, with uh, with the culture and uh, with uh, everything. Oh, great. And uh, while you are here, are there any other countries that are also accredited to you in the SEDEC region? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I am accredited uh, as uh, ambassador or as ambassador designate to uh, large part of SADC region um, uh, that is 11 other countries uh, uh, apart from South Africa and uh, that goes from Angola uh, uh, Angola uh, Namibia Botswana Zimbabwe uh, Mozambique uh, of course Lesotho and Eswatini and uh, also Zambia, mm. Malawi, 
and um, the two fabulous islands that is Mauritius and Madagascar. Wow, interesting, interesting. And uh, when it comes to uh, your assignment here, when you were first uh, told that you are coming to South Africa and you also be responsible for these countries, were there any issues that you had to prioritize on arrival? Yes, of course. Uh, mm. Well, it was a great thrill. I arrived also uh, still during the the COVID nineteen oh. pandemic yeah. uh, at the very end of twenty twenty one. So the whole lo logistical aspect of uh, arriving in South Africa did uh, present quite a few challenges, mm. and of course, as it is for every ambassador. Um, you first have to be accredited, present credentials, and uh, be fully opera uh, operational in your host in the host country that is in South Africa. Mm -hmm. So I was so uh, fortunate uh, that to be scheduled to uh, uh, present my credentials. Uh, to uh, His Excellency the President of the Republic, uh, President uh, Ramaphosa, uh, in January 2022. So that was really swift. Mm. And uh, uh, despite a very uh, still uh, uh, challenging situation uh, with, the, with, with the COVID pandemic, I must um, acknowledge a great, great support from uh, DIRCO's protocol uh, who, that was so uh, so welcoming, so efficient, and uh, and that arranged things in a very easy and swift and uh, e and fabulous manner. So this this was, uh, of course, my first priority. Mm -hmm. As I highlighted in my introduction, that the formal relations between South Africa and Mexico were established in October 1993. This means that this year in October, we were marking 30 years of formal relations. Please take us through the background on the history and the current state of bilateral relations between South Africa and Mexico. Uh, Yes, yes. Thank you for mentioning this. Uh, uh, this year has been uh, for for us, um, and I uh, and when I say us, I not only mean the Mexican embassy in South Africa, but I also know the South African embassy in Mexico has been working a lot on this, and we have been. Uh, benefiting of the support both of DIRCO and uh, the Mexican Foreign Ministry uh, to celebrate <coughs> uh, the anniversary of diplomatic relations. Uh, yes, Mexico had historically supported the, the struggle of the South African people for freedom and democracy. And this was um, in the context and in the framework of, of of a very particular, uh, the end of the per period of, of decolonization. And Mexico had traditionally, of course, uh, uh, supported the African country's self-determination throughout the continent. And the South African case was 
very special. Um, Mexico condemned firmly the violations of human rights and fundamental freedoms by the apartheid regime. This in all UN um, fora where the, the matter was discussed. And in 1974, um, it used to have a honorary consulate in Cape Town. Mm. Um, and in 1974, it closed the honorary consulate, um, uh, ended any kind of relations with the apartheid regime, and complied fully with international sanctions against uh, that regime. So, um, diplomatic relations were then reestablished on the 27th of October 1993 uh, when this regime began to be dismantled in South Africa. And since then, uh, all uh, kinds of very firm steps have been taken in building a strong uh, bilateral uh, friendship and cooperation relationship. South Africa is today not only Mexico's leading uh, trading partner in Africa, but uh, it is also a key political partner in the region. Um, our relationship uh, today benefits uh, from a comprehensive political dialogue and uh, increasing uh, trade and investment, and I must say also an increasing uh, um, uh, interest mm -hmm. not only uh, by uh, our, uh, our, uh, our our governments but also by our civil societies uh, NGOs business people uh, universities academics so um, I, I, I always feel it is a relation that is built at different Levels and on different uh, on on different uh, mm, plans, and this makes it still uh, more enriching. So, for example, I am so happy to see a a a regular and permanent connection between uh, artists, creators, uh, musicians. Um, researchers uh, that have a genuine cooperation uh, and dialogue and exchange relationship mm. without us needing to be uh, pushing their backs towards that. It's, mm. it's spontaneous. And that is, uh, I think, one of the most um, uh, satisfying and inspiring experiences uh, that as a diplomat uh, one can have when things are uh, working in good synteny between both government and non-government mm -hmm. uh, uh, from both countries. So this has been, I think this has been um, a, a big, big plus. And uh, then we have benefit, of course, of uh, of, of uh, uh, quite a few high-level bilateral meetings, uh, which have, uh, 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 of course, endorsed our uh, mutual commitment to foster cooperation and a comprehensive long-term um, relation uh, between our countries. 
If you have just joined us, this is The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. I am Thelma Longwani. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are on DSTV Audio Bouquet Channel 888. You also find us online, ubunturadio.com. Otherwise, follow us on uh, X at Ubuntu Radio ZA on uh, Facebook, Ubuntu Radio ZA. We are also on Instagram at official Ubuntu Radio ZA. I'm currently in conversation with uh, the ambassador of Mexico to South Africa, Her Excellency Sara Valdez Bolano. We are currently reflecting on the relations between South Africa and Mexico as we mark 30 years of uh, bilateral relations. Ambassador, what would you say are the highlights or the milestones uh, since the establishment of full diplomatic relations between the two countries? Um, Oh, well, there, there, there are quite a few. I, I would like to just go one little step back before the establishment of diplomatic relations. Mm -hmm. y um, you know, uh, uh, Madiba paid a visit to Mexico in July 1991, just uh, when barely after he was set free. And... Um, this visit certainly set the tone for the beginning of rapprochement with, uh, with uh, South Africa and for the establishment of diplomatic relations. So I would say this was a historical visit and that um, uh, all the people of my generation and, uh, and generations that were already born by then was a very, very, s in Mexico, was a very, very, very particular and special moment. Mm. Um, then, uh, after establishing relations, very soon in 1994, we both opened um, uh, uh, embassies in, 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 in Pretoria and in Mexico City. Um, we've had quite a few high-level visits, despite our geographical distance, uh, um, which must be said, today traveling is much easier than it was way uh, then. Mm. So this made uh, visits quite complicated and 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 a very very long journeys to 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 get uh, from 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 Johannesburg, Pretoria to to Mexico City and vice versa. Nevertheless, um, there were also regular encounters at uh, the UN and other multilateral fora. Um, but more recently, and this is what I would like to, to, to highlight, is, uh, of course, um, President Cyril Ramaphosa's visit to Mexico in 2015 while he was uh, vice president uh, of South Africa. Uh, uh, Mexico was very honored to host uh, then Vice President Ramaphosa uh, in in Mexico City. Um, then more recently, uh, in 2019, um, uh, our Under Secretary, our Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs, <coughs> visited South Africa and uh, co-hosted uh, political uh, consultations, co-chaired, sorry, political consultations that were hosted here in Dirko. Uh, and the co-chair was uh, Deputy Minister Alvin Botes. 
and Deputy Minister of Bortes was also in Mexico just only last August mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. to again co-chair political consultations. So these are the most recent ones. And uh, for me, there's another milestone, and uh, that was the opening match of the FIFA Football Cup in Johannesburg in 2010 mm -hmm. uh, between the Bafana Bafana and the Mexican tree. That oh, yes. was a very, very... Uh, magical <laughs> moment. Magical, Historic absolutely. moment. Absolutely. I remember that very well. I was watching from a public viewing area in Zanin, but I enjoyed it. I had a great time, Ambassador. So, South Africa and Mexico have a track record of cooperation in multilateral bodies to enhance global governance and the interests of developing countries, including supporting each other in candidatures uh, to important and strategic multilateral positions. For example, we've just had the recent appointment of South Africa's uh, Professor Edi Ritladi as a permanent judge of the International Court of Justice. By the way, he was here before you this morning. Oh. <laughs> Could you uh, please highlight Mexico's contribution to this appointment? Of course. Well, first of all, uh, allow me to, uh, again, and through Ubuntu Radio, uh, congratulate uh, Professor uh, Dear Tradi on his election as a judge to the International Court of Justice. Um, uh, I am also very happy to announce that on this same election, the Mexican candidate to the court, um, uh, Professor Juan Manuel Gomez Robledo, was also elected to the uh, ICJ. And I would uh, I, I, I congratulate both for this. Mexico supported the candidacy of uh, Professor Tladi, of course, and also um, allow me to 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 underscore that the Mexican national group at the Permanent Court of Arbitration um, in June 12 this year also nominated uh, Professor Tladi as a candidate to the ICJ. So uh, I think we are, uh, uh, South Africa and Mexico, we're both celebrating uh, this election and how important it will be um, to have uh, our, our uh, legal uh, systems and our legal universe. Uh, and our legal points of view represented uh, 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 more broadly at the ICJ. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. And moving on to speak about economic trade or investment uh, relations, Mexico is amongst the world's 15 largest economies and is the second largest economy in Latin America and South Africa's third biggest trade par trading partner in Latin America after Brazil and Argentina. What is Mexico's assessment of the business and investment environment in South Africa? Um, yes, uh, in, indeed. Um, when you see things uh, from inside the country and uh, sometimes uh, people in South Africa might think that uh, 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 your country 
uh, is, is facing challenges. Of course, all our countries are facing challenges right now. And... Um, and uh, our economies are facing also a lot of challenges in a post-pandemic universe uh, with uh, in, um, increasing uh, interest rates and, uh, and difficulties in uh, re-establishing ch uh, supply chains. Uh, and in in around the world, but I would like to underscore that for Mexico, uh, South Africa is the number one trading partner in 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 Africa, and uh, it is also the most technologically advanced economy in uh, in sub-Saharan Africa, at least. Uh, and despite uh, structural challenges uh, such as in the energy sector or in the logistics sector, South Africa, um, as it has been supported by credit rating agencies, remains a stable and a comparatively low-risk destination for investment and a growing consumer market. And uh, we're also very happy to see that uh, the uh, economic figures of South Africa in the last uh, quarter have uh, been uh, very positive and very optimistic with uh, increasing uh, uh, employment rates. And uh, this is, I think, bo both good news for, for South Africa and also for um, for uh, South Africa's uh, business partners throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Both countries tend to attract foreign direct investment from countries within European Union, uh, the likes of Germany, the Netherlands and Spain, Japan and uh, the United States of America as observed in the automotive industry. What is the status of Mexican foreign direct investment in South Africa and vice versa? Um, I, I think uh, uh, it is important to bear in mind the, 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 the big distance and the enormous challenges that have been posed by uh, events uh, recently um, uh, throughout the world. Um, according to our Mexican Ministry of Economy, uh, uh, foreign direct investment from South Africa into Mexico was um, 737,000 US dollars last year in 2022. Uh, while uh, the uh, FDI coming from Mexico into South Africa, the numbers are more limited according to official figures. Uh, given that only around 3% of uh, investment flows have their origin in Latin America. Nevertheless, we have to bear in mind that uh, very often uh, Mexican uh, investment could also come through other instruments uh, and banks uh, uh, either in North America, in Europe, or in the Middle East, uh, among others. Mm. So when we speak of FDI, it, it is uh, sometimes complicated to, to bring it down to that. 
But anyways, um, uh, while we are aiming to attract more South African investment into Mexico, we are also looking forward to support uh, more uh, Mexican entrepreneurs interested in doing business with uh, South Africa. And, um, and we have very, very interesting in, in investment from Mexico in South Africa, which uh, um, we, we, we have two big groups. Uh, one is Cosmocell, specialized in fertilizer mm. that has a South African branch. Then we have uh, Bimbo, that is a, 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 a very large uh, global Mexican enterprise. Uh, specialized in, in 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 foodstuffs and especially in bread, and they have also a investment uh, here in South Africa. Two plants uh, in in uh, one in in Joburg and the other one in Cape Town, mm. and we also have uh, S uh, uh, Mexican SMEs in in South Africa, and uh, notably. Uh, in the food industry, uh, we have a, a small enterprise here in Johannesburg um, uh, specializing in Mexican foodstuffs. So this is mainly what we what we what we are accounting as uh, investment, reciprocal investment. Great. So has the promotion of two-way trade and investment created any jobs for the citizens of both countries? Well, indeed, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned this, uh, Tama, because it, it is quite uh, important because it, uh, it allows us to see how um, uh, investment uh, benefits a, a, a large span of the popu of, of our populations. So you know, uh, one of the main uh, South African investors in Mexico is Aspen Pharmacare, and uh, Aspen employs around 800 people in two production plants uh, in Mexico: one in in Toluca, close by, and the other one in Mexico City. While Bimbo, this big um, this this big firm uh, in 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 bread products has close to 2000 employees in its two plants here in south africa in 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 joburg and cape town mm -hmm. oh great great numbers indeed and we believe that we're gonna grow those numbers going further and what are the latest trade figures between the two partners? And would you say that trade between the two partners is uh, complementary? Uh, yes, absolutely. The latest figures um, we have at the embassy uh, come from the Mexican uh, Ministry of Economy, which is the ministry in charge of, of foreign trade. Uh, and... Um, uh, mm, our total trade in 2022 was uh, a little bit over 1 million US dollars. Uh, of this, um, 1 million, 800 million, um, I'm sorry, one, I'm sorry, uh, 1,000 million. That's what uh, uh, in 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 2022, of these 800 million 
is made of South African exports uh, to Mexico, mm. while 245 million is made of the Mexican exports to South Africa. So this is this results in a positive trade balance for South Africa uh, of uh, around uh, 550 million US dollars in 2022. Um, uh, I do believe, as you uh, were saying, that our economies uh, do present many elements of cl of complementarity mm. uh, that we uh, are um, ready to 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 broaden and to deepen um, as we are totally uh, convinced that we are not necessarily competitors but we are partners of course uh, just a few examples. Uh, the products that Mexico is importing from South Africa uh, uh, are mainly uh, vehicle, uh, vehicle parts for the automotive uh, uh, supply chain, mm -hmm. uh, cereals, <coughs> ores, slag, and ash. While uh, the Mexican exports are also auto parts, but different auto parts, because as I was saying, we are part of the automotive industry uh, 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 supply uh, um, su supply process, um, but also processors for uh, mobile devices, memory cards, tractors, uh, agricultural machinery in general and electronic devices. And then one thing that is very important, uh, I think, is agriculture. Mm. Uh, for instance, in agriculture, while we produce very similar products and with a very similar good quality products, uh, agricultural products, um, we have a, 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 the complementarity of seasons. When it's one season uh, in, in Southern Africa, it's the opposite one in uh, uh, North America. So this uh, makes us uh, s uh, th makes the fact that South Africa and Mexico are supplying high quality agricultural products in complementarity in the different seasons. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I think this is a very, very interesting uh, uh, point uh, to make, too. Mm, true, indeed. So the cost of doing business in Mexico is less compared to the U.S. and the European Union. For South African businesses that wish to invest in Mexico, how is the ease of establishing a business in your country? Yes, uh, well, uh, yes, I, I would definitely encourage South African businesses to explore this. Mexico um, offers uh, quite a few advantages. Um, the whole incorporation process of a company in Mexico will take something between two and four weeks. Uh, if all, of course, if all the, of all the requisites are duly complied. Uh, once completed, the company is ready to execute all desired contracts, open bank accounts, and carry out normal operations. Um, 
unless incorporated companies wants to develop a business within a very specific or highly regulated niche area, such as uh, financial institutions or in the energy sector, they can pursue any business purpose without the need of authorization or specific permits for that. Uh, so I think this is something that um, should be should be taken into account. Oh yes, and you have already spoken to the advantages of of investing in Mexico. Let's move on to look at um, some of of uh, the challenges that we we face as uh, the global community. South Africa produces white maize, which happens to be a staple uh, food for the locals. We eat bab here, Ambassador. I hope you have tried bab in your life. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and which is also, the maize is also used to make tortillas in Mexico. This is one of the products that you guys love uh, so much. How could both countries ensure food security for their respective populations and mitigate the challenges of climate change? Yes, well, there, there, there are many ways. Uh, speaking about maize, yes, um, when I speak of the similarities and of how much uh, Mexican can feel at home in South Africa, uh, white maize uh, uh, food is also part of this. And uh, it, it, it is a, a, a crucial staple that uh, that that we share, and in some occasions also when crops are not uh, uh, enough for uh, local uh, demand, we are also uh, importing uh, white maize uh, one from the other. Mm. And by the way, of course. I love pap. <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> and um, and uh, 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 this takes us to to the food security thing that is crucial for our countries and our regions. And uh, given the present uh, um, geopolitical and geoeconomical uh, environment. Uh, is 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 very important uh, for the global south and both for um, for for Africa and for uh, Latin America. So um, Mexico has sought to understand uh, contemporary human environmental relationships, also through past interactions with the ecosystem. Mm. Um, and in this way. We seek to ensure food security by combining both traditional practices as well as, uh, of course, science and innovation-based features. Uh, and uh, one of these, for example, is uh, uh, one of our traditional systems um, that is very interesting. And I understand in, it is similar in South Africa. And Mexico preserves a socio-ecological -eco system since uh, since pre-Columbian times mm. um, that is called the milpa. And milpa is a traditional agricultural system um, considered to be the backbone of our uh, our agriculture uh, and a very sustainable one. Um, it's made up 
of a polyculture of seeds in the same space, which constitutes a dynamic space for genetic resources. Uh, uh, of course, the main uh, species is, is, is maize, white maize, mm. and it is accompanied by uh, d uh, different other uh, um, uh, crops uh, like uh, beans, uh, 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 pumpkins, chilies, tomatoes, and uh, also herbs, um, aromatic herbs. Mm -hmm. uh, so this uh, ancestral um, production system has many environmental advantages. For example, it maintains diversity in food and in and the use of resources such as water, light, and nutrients necessary for the growth of crops uh, makes it more efficient and does not wear down the soil because you have uh, d different crops in the same space. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, uh, the, the, the maize fields um, form a, a, a complete ecosystem uh, since it only not only produces food, but it also creates products such as forage, medis uh, medicine, and ornamental plants. So we are, uh, Mexico is ready to cooperate and we are eager to exchange more on, uh, um, on, on all projects, both traditional and uh, um, and science and innovation-based projects that help us ensure food security uh, for both our peoples and uh, which help us also mitigate climate change and its terrible effects in the food chain. Of course. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. This show comes to you every weekday uh, uh, between 9 and 12 midday Central African time. You catch us via DSTV, Audio Bouquet, Channel 888. You also find us online, ubunturadio.com. I am Thelma Longwani, currently having a conversation with the ambassador of Mexico to South Africa. Ambassador, let's now look at tourism and immigration services. Given that we share similar pull factors in tourism. Uh, for example, sandy beaches, great resorts, buzzing nightlife, and a great cuisine, of course, we've just spoken about food now. And uh, we like have a tourist product offerings. Is there a scope to facilitate investment and technical cooperation in tourism uh, through knowledge and skills exchanges, especially for young graduates in tourism and hospitality? Uh, yes. Um Definitely, um, I think uh, there are there are many opportunities on this. Let me um, explain uh, also what um, I think is uh, one of the big challenges in um, in uh, uh, tourism industries such as uh, uh, the South African and the Mexican one. In Mexico, in particular. Uh, of course, COVID-19 brought uh, a lot of changes. We have a, a large, well-skilled, uh, um, uh, multilingual um, 
tourism uh, workforce uh, 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 that is very solid and that has contributed to placing Mexico as one of the uh, top uh, tourism destinations in 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 the last 10 20 years um, of course one of the uh, of the hardest hit industries uh, 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 during the pandemic and the whole um, process after it has been tourism has been services in general and very very um, very vocally tourism this is this is a true fact for South Africa also. So um, I, I think our young graduates uh, will need to um, will need to 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 re to 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 build up on the skills they already have and uh, uh, um, and promote and acquire new ones uh, to face uh, what will be the post-pandemic uh, tourism industry. Um, in this sense, we are uh, right now in the process of, um, of renovating an MOU uh, on cooperation in tourism uh, between uh, our uh, respective tourism industries, uh, in tourism agencies mm. in in, in South Africa and in Mexico. And as a very uh, crucial part of this MOU um, is the implementation of training and education programs for students in both countries in the tourism sector. Mm -hmm. So how could the two countries utilize their skills development in, 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 in hospitality and tourism industry? Uh, well, yes, um, you know, I think we can both, we should both consider strengthening sectors, uh, new sectors such as uh, product div uh, diversification and inclusive tourism growth. Um, this is some area that in Mexico we do have quite a lot of experience and that we would be ready to share with uh, South Africa. And that is also amplifying the lower sector of tourism and workers' uh, 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 tourism as, um, you know, um, holidays and spare time is a crucial part of our, um, of our social systems and uh, also uh, one of the rights in 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 in, in, uh, in considered in our in in our decent labor in our mutual commitment to decent labor so this is one of the sectors that in which mexico can uh, can share its experience which is quite positive uh, with south africa and then on the uh, on the other end um, is the development of a more diverse and higher value portfolio of tourism products uh, to make the most of our uh, our 
very rich assets in 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 that field mm. and including of course as you were saying gastronomy uh, ecotourism adventure meetings and corporate travel um, uh, and that's where we could try and identify different destination development models based on a geographically distributed offer and that could be eventually supported by tourism clusters such as uh, what we have as the the magical towns in Mexico or the medical clusters uh, which ha are also developing in Mexico uh, a lot uh, for medical tourism. So um, I think all these areas plus the fact that we all both have um, good connectivity as air hubs in our own regions uh, and uh, uh, all the tourist advantages that um, that that we share in terms of numbers i'm talking about tourism figures between the two countries how is it looking like and would you say that south africa is a popular tourism destination for travelers from mexico and vice versa um Yes, indeed. South Africa and uh, Southern Africa um, is a very interesting destination for uh, high-end Mexican tourism. Mm. Um, uh, we had in 2022, all the figures I have are for last year, of course, last year we had um, almost 4,000 Mexican nationals visiting South Africa. And this was um, almost 2,000 more to 2021. Of course, 2021 was not an easy year, but we have an increase of over 61% of Mexican tourists coming to South Africa. Uh, vice versa, uh, we had Seven over 7,000 uh, South Africans visiting Mexico. I know it's not a lot, a big figure if you compared it to South African tourism uh, to uh, Europe, for example. But it is a lot if you consider uh, uh, how far away it, it is. And also Mexico offers South Africans very interesting uh, very interesting plans because it's not only Mexico but it's also a hub to the Caribbean mm. and to North America. So it, it it's it's it it, it can be uh, very interested. Uh, very interesting and uh, uh, yes we had a, a the increase uh, is less as compared to 2021 but still that's um, that's a very good figure and uh, I am very very happy about it <laughs> indeed and we can grow from there based on your opinion how can the two countries make themselves more attractive uh, as tourism destinations for travelers in, in both directions? Well, uh, I, uh, I, I think we have to uh, um, bring in um, uh, air companies and uh, into, into, into this equation. Okay. Um, traveling to from South Africa to Mexico and from Mexico to South Africa remains today uh, 
quite an expensive uh, experience. Mm, mm. So um, we need, and uh, uh, we've been working from the embassy with uh, with a few airlines, um, encouraging them to uh, look for more code sharing and um, and uh, building comfortable and uh, uh, affordable. Uh, routes. Mm. So one of the main challenges, for example, uh, currently, is uh, also time. It's it's both money and time. Um, it's become very uh, 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 um, la layover periods and connection periods are very long. Mm. So it takes right now, as I as as I see it, uh, the. Um, the the fastest route uh, um, air route between both our countries will be uh, uh, around 30 hours travel wow that's a lot it's a lot so if you want to make a, tr a 30 hour journey that means you at least have to benefit of two or three weeks just to 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 really make for for it Mm. And 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 uh, make your your money value. One of the one of the routes I ca I can see for this is really uh, putting more accent in uh, our 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 um, our big uh, airports hub airports, also as hubs for a tourist to discover other things. Okay. So you know when you travel from Joburg to Frankfurt or to Paris or to London, you know that once you're there, you can move around and then go and visit uh, uh, other countries. Of course, Europe is a very small continent. Uh, both our regions are in m much larger and distances are much larger. Mm -hmm. But really explore more uh, of our tourism destinations also as hubs and and this would also make um uh, uh, would increase the interest and the benefit for airlines like uh, South African airlines why not mm -hmm. uh to really explore um de more destinations or more travel or more code sharing uh, into into Mexico Mm -hmm. Are there any visa requirements for travelers to and from Mexico? Yes, yes. This is this is also a very important thing, and I think uh, visa. Visa, of course, we cannot. It's very complicated to speak about the visa issues because I am sure, um, both at this at DIRCO and your embassy in Mexico, and on our side in in the Mexican embassy here. Um, we would hope to facilitating uh, visa regimes, but this is not always easy, and uh, it depends a lot on uh, other local authorities uh, over which uh, uh, we 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 have no no command. But what we do have uh, to facilitate travel is a free visa system. So you still need a visa, but you don't have to pay for it. Okay. So that it makes it uh, more encouraging, and difficult um, both for Mexicans wanting to visit South Africa and vice versa. Um, now uh, the 
additional advantage that Mexico can offer to South African tourists is the fact that if um, this South African tourist has a valid and visa uh, or is a permanent resident in either Canada, the United Kingdom, the Schengen space in the European Union, Japan, or the United States of America, they don't need a Mexican visa. Mm. They can travel with no visa at all. Mm, I see. So this, uh, this is, I think, one of the factors, if I may come back to the figures of reciprocal tourism we were just speaking about, I honestly believe that this is one of the factors that has facilitated uh, a great increase in South African tourism into, into Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, for example, once a South African ga- ha- has gone through the process of obtaining a U.S. visa, uh, they won't need a Mexican visa, and oh. they can travel to both countries, where which are very well connected, by the way. Oh, I see. Uh, so, uh, I think this has encouraged uh, a, a significant increase of South African tourism into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, at the embassy, we stand ready to answer all. Uh, of these questions and uh, I would encourage anybody interested to consult also our website with all the visa requirements and how we can help to um, to to work around the visa issue uh, um, in, 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 in an efficient manner. Are there any activities that the um, embassy is currently under, undertaking to encourage Mexican businesses um, to kind of invest in tourism uh, projects in South Africa. If there is any work in that regard, would you please take us through that? Yes. We are in general uh, encouraging uh, um, uh, more business between our countries. Um, we haven't focused specifically on the tourism industry, Mm. though I I do believe that um, there are uh, important Mexican um, hotel groups, uh, but they are still very, very local, very national, and they... uh, I, I, I don't see them as exploring um, the South African uh, uh, market mm. uh, uh, very soon. But still, and this is one of the other sc- one of the other scopes of our MOU on tourism with South Africa, mm. is the fact that whatever um, a possibility we cannot directly envisage. As of today, um, the, it it is something foreseeable. The, what we want is really to build on a relation that starts, you know, with the with 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 the with the with the cements of the building, and then build over that, and not the opposite. Uh, I think that's the most. Uh, 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 
efficient and secure way of, of, of building business relationships and, uh, and all kind of relationships. So we are ready to explore that. And we are in contact, of course, with, uh, with uh, uh, South African uh, business uh, chambers and business councils. And we are also encouraging um, way more contact uh, among our um, business communities specifically in all sectors and uh, also specifically in the tourism sector. Mm, mm. You have already alluded to the fact that there are commonalities in the culture of uh, South Africans and Mexicans. Let, let's talk more about that, the commonalities. Ooh, well, uh, of course our cultures are, uh, are, are, uh, are very very diverse and very different, of course. Mm. But uh, we have uh, we share uh, the fact of being a, a very rich uh, culturally um, societies, both in the cultural tradition and in the heritage, mm. and in the contemporary art scene. This is for me very very important to point uh, point out not only it's uh, we have a rich past and we have rich traditions but we also have very vibrant uh, cultural and artistic communities who are incredibly active and um, and who are already in contact and who are already uh, active and 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 doing curatorship music um, uh, uh, arts cinema and this is also one other point I think uh, we also have very uh, uh, we have uh, creative industries that have a great potential you know just the fact of seeing the 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 South African and the Mexican content mm. that you can find today in in in, in streaming in, in in streaming networks mm. is amazing. So and this is and you can talk about music and you can talk about visual arts and you can talk uh, in 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 many areas. One of the areas where I would love to see a little bit more um, cooperation is among our our publishing and book publishing industries to promote a better knowledge of uh, of our literatures and of our. Uh, literary uh, uh, worlds mm. but uh, in general I think this is one of um, the important things we share uh, then let's not forget also that Mexico um, has a large variety of languages and autochthonous civilizations that uh, were joined then by the cultural heritage of the peoples from Africa, from Asia, and from Europe, who came to Mexico and to form part of also a very diverse and culturally diverse nation, exactly as South Africa. Uh, so I think this uh, we we can build up more on 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 this, both past, uh, present, and. Uh, and uh, future. 
Um, in terms of gastronomy, yes, we share uh, we share many we share our main staple and then many other delicious and delicacies. Mm. Uh, and uh, I would also encourage um, uh, more uh, uh, the promotion of the wonderful uh, chefs that you have in South Africa. Uh, I sometimes uh, find it a, 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 a little bit sad. I have discovered a gastronomy scene uh, uh, that I didn't suspect mm. Uh, mm. since I'm here and I love it. And uh, you can see that on the kilos going up and up and up and up. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yes, and we also have, well, you know, Mexico also shares its own African origins, such as the marimba that oh. uh, we share as a musical instrument. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I think uh, those are things that bring uh, a lot our peoples together. Talking about music, uh, you recently hosted a concert in celebration of the 30th anniversary of uh, the relations between South Africa and, and Mexico, where you had a Mexican guitarist coming to play with a South African guitarist in, in, in uh, at the University of Pretoria. Tell me about that concert. Why, why did you choose to celebrate 30 years in that way? And, and how did it go? Well, it's it, it, you know every every project like that has like its own archaeology, and uh, you 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 really need to to try to make the best of what uh, you have. But let's say that the um, the general idea, the 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 the, the, the idea underlining the celebration of uh, of our 30 years uh, of diplomatic relations um, was first of all not to celebrate it only among diplomats that's mm -hmm. that's very nice and that's lots of fun and we have lots of friends uh, here at dirco and at uh, uh, other uh, south african government departments but what you really want is to bring it down to people to people contact. Mm. So um, in this way, what better than music? Music has no language problem, has no um, interpretation uh, or, 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 or translation issues. Music is so universal, so uh, such a rich part of our uh, of, 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 of our inner spiritual uh, uh, selves and societies mm. so mm, that was when we decided it had it the best thing was to do music and yeah. um, and then we found these two fabulous uh, soloists guitar soloists Abri um, Jordan and Manuel Rubio in Mexico mm. and we said well why don't we put them in contact and have them come up with a program mm which they did. And uh, it was very nice also because thanks to this, uh, they are both uh, teachers at, uh, at uh, uh, music schools in Pretoria and in Mexico. So thanks to this, uh, a, a, a one-time project musical concert has also become a, a, a medium and longer term 
collaboration between music schools and in building more contacts among music students. So uh, that's what makes us very, we're, we're very encouraged by, by, by this issue because uh, it has given us, given us uh, more than we thought at the beginning. And um, and uh, that's why we are we are very encouraged by this project and hope to make many more projects like this with uh, with different art schools uh, both uh, in South Africa and in Mexico. Hmm, interesting. Uh, if you remember well, my listeners, I had uh, the two guitarists here in studio just after that uh, performance. I will refer you back to that interview when I'm done with the ambassador. Ambassador, as we draw to the conclusion of our uh, conversation, I understand that Mexico has comparatively high labor skills level, a policy of free public education at schools, colleges and universities, and its youthful demographics and a growing domestic market of 124 million consumers. Are there any plans to enhance skills development in agro-processing, for example, in automotive and mining industries between South Africa and Mexico? Uh, yes, in, in, indeed there are. Um, I think um, uh, on the one side we need to develop uh, more cooperation projects. Uh, right now, um, uh, from the Mexican Embassy, we are working with our South African uh, partners um, uh, on, on identifying cooperation projects in uh, areas in agriculture and in water management. Mm. which uh, we believe are um, crucial issues uh, uh, in terms of the ways uh, our countries and our um, respective regions are dealing with uh, climate change and the challenges it poses to food security again, to sanitation, and to... Uh, uh, healthy and uh, and um, and and uh, 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 progressive livelihoods for uh, for for uh, the majorities of our peoples so this is this is something that is um, quite quite in, in, in important and in enhancing skills yes um, I do think we need to work more um, on the public-private contacts um, for building skills. I think that, um, yes, I was going to say we are offering uh, scholarships for scholars to um post to 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 follow postgraduate or make uh postgraduate stu studies in mexican institutions i think this is very good and i uh encourage um young graduates to explore the option of uh, studying in mexico we have indeed as you said good schools good engineering schools good uh, skill building um, 
education uh, that is quite accessible. Um, but I also think that we need to try to uh, bring also, especially, for example, we were speaking of uh, automotive or, uh, or mining. I think we also have big uh, automotive and uh, mining groups, both in, in, in Mexico and in South Africa. And uh, I would love to see more cooperation in identifying the skills that are needed in those industries and how we can form our young uh, workforce, especially young South African workforce. You have a, 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 a generation and a demographic bonus that uh, needs really to be um, uh, uh, valued and, and acknowledged and uh, and skilled so um yes i hope we can work more on 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 this issue i think it's very important and uh and you you you're very right to to bring it up and lastly south africa is keen to negotiate the renewal of the program of cooperation on arts and culture through which various joint projects can be planned for implementation what is mexico's position in this regard Oh uh, yes, well, you know, we Mexico considers itself. We our our cultural uh, uh, arts and culture sector consider them themselves very very much at the avant-garde uh, of um, of cultural and artistic policies, and we are very interested in, and we are also working with our South African partners in finishing the ongoing negotiation process of this and other uh, bilateral instruments. Um, however, let me also tell you that it is that regardless of the of uh, the mm, the the renewal of these uh, legal instruments for cooperation. Cooperation is and projects are really on ongoing without, uh, without necessarily a, a, a legal, n not under a necessarily strict legal framework, but things are, 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 are coming up. And we do have um, many joint projects that are um, uh, being uh, uh, brought about and headed by uh, the mm, the arts and the cultural communities, and I I am very very fond of those uh, projects. And uh, of course, we from the embassy uh, uh, of Mexico uh, stand ready to support and encourage these projects uh, to go on. And sometimes in many different ways we can support. Sometimes we don't have big budgets, but we can um, bring around the project uh, with uh, some sponsorship or with some kind of, 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 of uh, logistical uh, support that can sometimes make the difference for a project to come to 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 be fruitful. Wow, Ambassador, it has been great having you in studio. Do you have any last words before we part ways? Um, 
tell my my, my full commitment uh, to continue building and working on a relation that's been 30 years now and to which I wish many, many, many more years in building uh, um, this relationship into the um, a true strategic partnership that uh, I am sure uh, both countries wish and deserve. The Ambassador of Mexico to South Africa, Her Excellency Sarah Valdez Bolano. Thank you so much for having made time to come to studio to unpack uh, the relations between South Africa and Mexico. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much, Thelma, and also best wishes to you, to uh, uh, Ubuntu, and uh, congratulations for the your work in public diplomacy. Very many congratulations. Thank you.